Welcome to the CZ What Works Best podcast series produced by the Centre for Education, Statistics and Evaluation, part of the New South Wales Department of Education. This is part two of the Revisiting Gifted Education Literature Review audio paper produced by the Centre for Education, Statistics and Evaluation, or CZ, and is read by Dr Ben North and Dr Karina Dennis. Part one of this audio paper looked at understanding giftedness and talent development, the learning characteristics, social and emotional characteristics, as well as achievement and underachievement of gifted students. In part two, we will look at the needs of gifted students from diverse backgrounds. Let's begin. Gifted students from diverse cultural and linguistic backgrounds. The experiences of gifted students from non-English speaking backgrounds are likely to differ significantly, depending not only on their level of English skills, but also on their particular cultural background, beliefs and socioeconomic status. Extensive research has shown that students from some cultural backgrounds are often underrepresented in gifted education programs, and that some cultural groups may experience greater levels of economic disadvantage. The use of culturally sensitive criteria when selecting English language learning students for gifted programs can assist with the issue of representation, as can specific English language support when in school. Gifted students from non-English speaking backgrounds may experience specific challenges when learning English as an additional language or dialect at school. Students may experience frustration at feeling slow when required to learn in a newly acquired language whilst adapting to a new culture and school system. Language barriers may also impede verbal-based identification measures and teacher identification, which can contribute to problems of underrepresentation in gifted programs. Language barriers may also impede verbal-based identification measures and teacher identification, which can contribute to problems of underrepresentation in gifted programs. Care needs to be taken with the use of assessments for students who are learning English as their second language, especially those from disadvantaged backgrounds. Gifted students with disability. In an extensive review of the empirical evidence concerning gifted learners with disability, Foley, Nickpon and colleagues conclude that the research clearly demonstrates that gifted students can have a coexisting disability, which may be a barrier to these students reaching their full potential. Gifted students with disability, also referred to in the field as twice exceptional or 2E students, are defined as students who demonstrate the potential for high achievement or creative productivity and who manifest one or more disabilities as defined by federal or state eligibility criteria. Nonetheless, conflicting attitudes or myth-based beliefs can be harmful to these students and their families. Recent research by Maddox shows the need for gifted students with disability to be assessed and identified by using multiple methods and alternate assessments that can help to demonstrate the gap between their academic potential and their actual achievement. Gifted students with disability often underachieve due to lack of identification, a lack of appropriate educational programming and support, and lack of strategies in schools to meet their social and emotional needs. Longitudinal studies of the school journey of gifted students with disability show clearly that support for both giftedness and disability is required to help these students achieve their best. 
Support for high ability learners with disabilities can often focus only on ameliorating the disability, whereas strength-based and talent-focused approaches can be combined with adjustments and support for disability to foster achievement and talent development. Gifted students from a disadvantaged socioeconomic SES, background. The underrepresentation and underachievement of socioeconomically disadvantaged students in gifted programs is a consistent problem internationally. In general, research shows that high ability students from low SES backgrounds are more likely not to achieve their potential and are at greater risk of being left behind socially and economically. This includes a depressed achievement trajectory through school and a lower chance of graduation from school or university. Research shows that students in low SES areas are less likely to have access to gifted education programs at their schools, such as extension classes or enrichment programs. Problems with assessment and identification practices may lead to fewer low SES students being identified and selected for gifted student programs, meaning they miss out on the programs that may benefit them the most. A study by Hamilton and colleagues 2018 showed that bright but disadvantaged students in low SES areas were less likely to be identified or nominated than similar students in more average schools. Much of the excellence gap in achievement can be attributed to fewer opportunities to learn. Over time, this results in significant differences in rates of advanced achievement where opportunity gaps lead directly to achievement gaps. The additional costs associated with advanced extracurricular activities outside of school may be a significant barrier for students from families with limited capacity to pay, and this may make families more reliant on public schools to provide necessary access to appropriate learning and talent development. In some cases, lower expectations that teachers and schools may hold of low SES students may also affect the level of content and curriculum taught in these schools. Figures 3 and 4 illustrate the different levels of expectation for success reported by low and high SES students in a recent New South Wales analysis. Specific programs that seek to identify and address the needs of underachieving and underrepresented minority groups have been shown to produce positive outcomes that can help to close the achievement gap. Research by Turner and Jun Toon, 2018, and Hebei, 2018, shows the importance of high expectations plus family and school support to help gifted, disadvantaged students achieve highly through school and beyond, including the use of mentoring programs that teach academic skills. Newer research on better, more flexible practices for assessment and grouping suggests that they may have significant benefits for gifted low SES students. Some students from disadvantaged backgrounds may miss out on regular enrichment activities such as excursions. An experimental study by Green and colleagues, 2018, examined the learning and social outcomes of rural students who saw a live theatre performance of the play they had studied in class. Seeing the play as an enrichment activity had a significant and positive effect on learning and social outcomes when compared to the control group who did not attend the excursion. While an excursion to the theatre or a similar enrichment activity may be a relatively easy trip for some students in schools, factors such as distance, including associated logistics and costs, can make access to these learning activities much more challenging for gifted students from disadvantaged backgrounds. Gifted students in rural and remote areas. 
Gifted students who do not live in metropolitan centres may require a different suite of options due to their isolated geographic location and smaller school size. These students may live a significant distance from other like-minded or similar ability peers, which can contribute to feelings of social isolation and lack of opportunities for appropriate educational challenge. As these students and families may lack physical access to resources, educational support, jobs and appropriate mentors, some families may feel a need to move away from their community to seek a wider range of options. It also may be necessary to address socioeconomic disadvantage factors that can contribute to achievement differences for gifted students in regional areas. These barriers help explain differing patterns of enrolment and high achievement in rural areas. Due to the smaller numbers of students in some regional or remote schools, programs that rely on forms of whole class ability grouping may not be practical. Instead, academic acceleration or curriculum differentiation may be better options for meeting the needs of smaller numbers of students. The use of online learning and virtual classrooms is one means of providing more advanced learning or accelerated learning, as well as connecting gifted learners with like-minded peers and mentors. This concept has been developed in New South Wales via Aurora College, an online-based academically selective school that uses virtual classroom technology to deliver extension lessons to gifted rural students, as well as professional learning to teachers in country schools. In a study by POTS in 2019 of gifted rural US students attending virtual classrooms, students saw little difference between physical and virtual classrooms and highly valued the access to advanced programs, but they did miss the in-person social interactions. Gifted students in early childhood. Like older gifted students, preschool-aged gifted children are characterised by developmental progression that is ahead of expected age norms. Particular differences in thinking, cognition, humour and play may be evident from an early age. It is clear from the research evidence that it is possible to identify gifted students before entry to primary school, but the process is challenging and complex. Gifted and high ability young children have a need to access developmentally appropriate learning that may be at a level typical of early primary school. Unfortunately, research shows that high potential preschool students are often highly underserved and unrecognised, with little extension or enrichment provided in many settings. Learning experiences that are challenging for gifted preschool children may not exist in some early childhood settings that are based on play alone, or in settings where the educational program quality is poor. Research supports the selected use of early entry to primary school for appropriate students with a moderate positive effect size for academic and social outcomes. Extensive longitudinal studies of gifted children who enter school early show positive academic and social outcomes in the long term. Like acceleration more broadly, however, early entry to school is not used frequently in practice, with social adjustment often cited as a reason for not accelerating a student. Additional research is needed to assess the relative efficacy of other options for gifted children in early childhood settings. Assessment of learning needs. Recent research has strengthened the case for why teachers need to use a range of assessment information to help target their teaching. Traditionally, research and policy have sought to identify or find gifted students in order to provide appropriate learning experiences 
or place students in gifted education programs. There is now greater focus on assessing student learning needs and current levels of mastery so that learning can be made appropriately challenging. Identifying a gifted student enables assessment of their learning potential. However, for schools, assessment and identification can often be the most controversial aspect of gifted education. A broad range of assessment tools and measures can be used to help assess the level of student achievement and learning potential. These include ability tests, achievement tests, above-level assessments, rating scales, performance-based assessments, student portfolios, and dynamic assessments. Importantly, the assessment processes used should align with the purpose of the learning programs that are provided. An initial assessment of student ability or potential by a teacher, parent, or school team can help to identify the learning needs of gifted students. Additionally, ongoing formative assessment can help individual teachers target their learning and identify students who need additional extension or challenge, especially if students can already demonstrate mastery at or above grade level. Concerns of teacher biases based on preconceived ideas of intelligence or culture have been raised in research. Research does show that teachers can be significantly more effective and accurate in assessing gifted students, particularly those from disadvantaged groups, if they have been trained in gifted education. The representation of students from minority backgrounds is an important issue to consider in assessment. Flawed identification and assessment practices are believed to contribute significantly to the underrepresentation and underachievement of students from minority and low socioeconomic backgrounds, as well as gifted students with learning difficulties. Some traditional assessment methods, especially those that rely on classroom achievement results alone, may mean that students from low socioeconomic backgrounds are less likely to be identified and selected for programs. The use of multiple methods, sometimes including non-traditional assessments of ability or performance, or additional consideration for disadvantage, is shown to help identify more students from disadvantaged backgrounds. Comparing student achievement to that of other students with similar educational opportunities, characteristics or backgrounds, also known as using local norms, may help to identify more students from underrepresented groups. Student participation in suitable enrichment and extension activities can be a way of talent spotting. Recent research has shown that universal screening measures, where all students participate in a screening process or test rather than only those nominated by adults, are significantly more likely to identify more students from minority backgrounds as gifted. This is because screening takes away problems with a two-stage process that relies on nominations by teachers or applications by families that might not capture all bright students for assessment in the first place. Research in New South Wales in 2018 showed significant differences in the characteristics of students who nominated or applied for academically selective programs, which was a major factor in accounting for differences in student representation. Culturally sensitive instruments such as the Cooler Bar Dynamic Assessment may assist with some student groups. While nonverbal measures, such as Raven's progressive matrices, have been traditionally recommended, care needs to be taken with how these scores are used, especially with English language learners. In addition, 
identification measures the target's spatial and rotational ability rather than just verbal and mathematical capacities or dynamic assessment models may help to identify more low SES students. Assessing more students for gifted education programs can help to increase the representation of students from disadvantaged educational backgrounds. In 2005, Broward County Public Schools in Florida, USA, replaced an opt-in application process that required teacher or parent nomination with universal screening, a program where all students sat an assessment used to offer places in school gifted education classes. This change led to the identification of significantly more gifted students from diverse and disadvantaged backgrounds. Compared to the previous nomination-based system, the proportion of African-American students increased from 12% to 17%, Hispanic students increased from 16% to 27%, and economically disadvantaged students increased from 20% to 35%. In total, this change led to a 180% increase in the numbers of disadvantaged students identified. While these proportions still fell short of the representation of students across the entire school district, this is an example of how school practices can help create more equitable outcomes for disadvantaged students. What does the evidence base recommend for assessing and identifying learning needs? Assessing the learning needs of gifted students remains a complex and challenging area. The following list includes some general recommendations from research. Current best practice in school-based identification and assessment is to use multiple measures, that is, a mix of qualitative, quantitative, objective and observational methods that have strong validity and reliability characteristics and to assess attributes and learning directly relevant to the gifted programs used. Relying on a single measure or method may miss students and create an imbalance in representation of students from disadvantaged backgrounds. Research suggests that care needs to be taken with how the results from different assessments are combined, as expecting consistent high performance across all measures may eliminate more disadvantaged students. While ability tests can be useful to gauge a student's learning potential, Achievement assessments can also help identify what students have already learned and where their mastery is at compared to the syllabus. Combined with ongoing formative assessment, these assessments can inform teaching and learning programs to ensure that students are offered learning pitched at the right level and pace that challenges them. Different assessment and selection measures and criteria may need to be used to appropriately identify and assess students from disadvantaged backgrounds and students with disability. Off-level assessments, that is tests or similar, that are designed for older students, can provide a better way of assessing advanced ability than assessments designed specifically for a student's age level. Psychometric assessments and tests with a norm reference sample are important to help understand how advanced a student's potential is compared to their age peers. Using local norms, that is, relating student ability or achievement measures to students from similar levels of advantage or with similar characteristics, can help to identify more gifted students from underrepresented groups. The data from assessments should be reviewed and analysed regularly to track changing patterns of student representation, as well as used to inform teaching and learning. 
it is important not to consider identification of giftedness as a binary issue with winners and losers. Students with high potential that do not meet a strict criteria cutoff may still require additional extension in their regular learning. Ideally, as for all assessment processes, identifying a student's learning progress and level of mastery can then be used to inform further learning and curriculum differentiation. Formative assessment can have a strong positive effect on student learning outcomes. Teachers can use formative assessment as the starting point for planning challenging learning that will extend all learners and will ensure that high potential learners get learning experiences that are challenging for their level, not just the average level of their peers. This is the end of part two of the Revisiting Gifted Education Literature Review. Part three is now available. To read the full literature review, please visit the CESE website at cese.nsw.gov.au. This audio paper was written and produced by the Centre for Education Statistics and Evaluation. You've been listening to the CESE What Works Best podcast series produced by the Centre for Education, Statistics and Evaluation, part of the New South Wales Department of Education. For more great publications and podcasts on effective practices in education, visit the CESE website at cese.nsw.gov.au. You can subscribe to our podcast series on your favourite podcast app so you don't miss an episode.